All right, folks, welcome to the runningrestaurants.com podcast. We're bringing you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to know to make your restaurant more profitable and successful. I'm your host, Jamie Oikel. Today, I've got a great episode for you with Ho-Chan Yang, uh, co-founder and executive, self of ba- uh, executive chef at Balance Grill. CJ, uh, welcome. Yes. Uh, tell me a bit about your backstory, uh, where you guys are, how the restaurant got started, and we'll kind of go from there. Sure. Uh, so we're based in uh, Toledo, Ohio. Uh, we started uh, Balance back in 2010 of February. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my business partner, Prakash, uh, we were just kind of like newly grads. That's when the uh, kind of like the recession hit around that yeah. time. Um, so after we graduated, you know, we weren't just, uh, I mean, it was even hard to find just like a regular office job, right? So um, him and I just kind of teamed up together. I've always wanted to open up a, a fast, casual Asian fusion restaurant that focused a little bit more on just mm-hmm. like the ingredients and quality and just more of a clean eating. Um, I think there's like a little bit of a stigma when it comes to Asian food in general. Um, you know, when you think about like Chinese food, people usually think it's low quality, mom and pop style, a little heavy on the oil other uh ingredients so i wanted to do something that would kind of like you know that would differ from that and um you know either that or it's usually like sushi and such which i think a lot of people are kind of like you know a little iffy about raw seafood and the price point as well so we want to do something more affordable without sacrificing quality and flavor and i came up with that balance so uh, we started back in 2010 uh took about a year, year and a half to do a lot of research and just, you know, just kind of trial and error. Um, So we started back in 2009, kind of came up with the finalized concept, and then we opened up our first uh, location in February 22nd of 2010. Did you think it would be a multi-location concept when you first started, or were you thinking, hey, let's just do one of these and, you know, it'll be fun? Well, we were younger back then, so I think we were in like mid-20s, you know, uh, I think I was 27 and he was 26 back then, and, you know, when you're younger, you think everything thing is like doable and easy but obviously it takes a lot i mean restaurant business my i have a background my parents have a background uh they still have a restaurant in bowling green Mm -hmm. and uh my mom thought i was crazy because she was like you know you're gonna be working a lot and you know back then like i didn't care you know uh, what i wanted was you know i envisioned something perfect and i thought it would be you know a, a home run from the beginning but you know we learned through hardships and uh a lot of patience yeah. So we didn't really think it would be a multi, like, you know, location. But back then, uh, Prakash and I always thought, hey, if we're going to do something, let's do it right. And let's just give it at all. And um, ultimately, yeah, we, we envisioned that we wanted to be like a, a big company. Right. But at the end, you know, that's you can only dream about it, but you got to put the effort into it. But yeah, you got to do it. I, I think I remember whether it was on the website or part of the folks, your, your PR folks sent me some stuff. Uh, the beginning. Tell me about the beginning. I, there's something about you know putting stuff on credit cards and scratching oh, yeah. and clawing. <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah, it's, it's not easy in the beginning. That that was that was uh, part of our youthful. Um, I wouldn't want to say stupidity, but we definitely um, kind of like you know thought that it was every anything was possible. So we just kind of put everything into it. I mean, we scraped every credit card that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom had sent me a little bit of money. Because she wanted to like me to use it for when I get married, um, which <laughs> that never happened. So I asked my mom. I was like, "Hey, uh, instead of using that for you know when I when I meet someone and you know for a wedding or whatnot, can I just use this now um, to open up this one location for our restaurant concept?" 
And she thought I was crazy, but she said, sure, if you really believe in it, if that's what you want to do um, as a career, then then try it. So yeah. it, it wasn't a lot of money. It was probably a fraction of what we needed to open up our first location. But I was able to just scrape that up and use Home uh, Depot credit line, use Ikea credit line for furniture. Right. And we just made everything just barely work and um, we were uh, fortunate enough to to get a location even you know by a landlord um, that had faith in our our concept and um, you know just giving a, a, a piece of their land you know to open up a brand new concept that they never even heard of to like a couple of mid-20 you know college fresh out of college kids yeah. um, it was it was a big thing but we were fortunate enough to find the location well, let me ask you about that location because I also remember some notes about one of the early locations maybe wasn't that great, and then another location started getting the business. Then it really started taking off. It's hard to find. It's hard to find the right location, right? How do you how do you even think about that now? Yeah, I mean, we our first location was in Maumee, Ohio. It's a small, like, a, it's more of a uh, business concentrated area. So it was heavy, more on during lunch, lunch rushes, and then, mm-hmm. but there was really nobody during dinner. Um, also, it was kind of tucked in from other businesses, so there wasn't mm-hmm. any like visible signage. It was really hard to find. The driveway was a little weird. You had to go all the way around to a UE. So the location itself wasn't ideal. But, you know, we tried to make it work. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the first year we struggled. I mean, it was it was rough. Uh, we didn't pay our, uh, pay each other even salary or anything the first like mm-hmm. couple of years. We just, you know, uh, through the, the help of our parents and friends, you know, we were able to just, you know, minimize our, our spendage on as far as our personal needs go. And we just wanted to continue to just save up as much as we can and reinvest into the business. But, yeah, I mean, I remember the first few months we were maybe we we're lucky enough to pull maybe three to five hundred dollars a day and um we know that's when we have to revisit you know uh hear out your customers um and just like you know look look for their feedbacks and see what we can do to improve our menu and and then when we open up our second location our second year that's when we started kind of blowing up the you know the the location was ideal it was a tier one market and uh you know that's what we needed like people always say location 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 and that's a big chunk of it for sure it's a big part of the restaurant business. You're in the wrong spot and you see those rest you see the turnover at some locations where you're like, why would another restaurant go in there? It hasn't worked six times. And there's just some reasons for that, that some spots Absolutely. don't work. Uh, you guys went be you guys, I, I don't know how to explain it, and you can do a better job, but you went beyond it to grow your own stuff and the how do you, what's the word I'm looking for? Aquaponics or talk yeah. about the the you know, you've grown your own food to some extent uh, what does that look like right so i mean we wanted to like you know we especially my business partner prakash he was very into like um you know aquaponics hydroponic farms because mm. we live in the midwest right so i mean we we're trying to get as many locally sourced produce as much as we can yeah. uh, but you know being in a four season area um and then when there's like a drought or when there's too much rain we were not able to get the produce consistently and then we started kind of thinking like you know at first we wanted to just get even just like purchase a little shipping container right and then Mm. just like try it out you know and uh, see what we can produce and um you know like stuff like microgreens that's full of uh, nutrients and uh, we can definitely use that for a lot of variety of different things so for garnishes right and then so we want to start with that and then we were uh lucky enough to uh partner up with uh, one of our uh, landlords in downtown location and that's when he was building a uh, residential area and then he was kind of like revitalizing this uh, one building 
building specifically. So we wanted to open up a location in downtown Toledo. And then right next to it, it's in the same facility. He had about 8,500, 9,000 square foot uh, vacancy. And um, we thought that would be a perfect, uh, uh, you know, area and location for us to try this, uh, you know, um, aquaponics farm. So we ended up opening that the same time that we opened up balance uh, balance uh, in downtown Toledo location. Mm -hmm. And it's been great. You know, we uh, provide we supply a lot of like basil, um, a lot of leafy plants because, you know, you can't really grow, um, you know, just like rooted vegetables. It takes too long and needs too much space. So what sure. we focus on is different variety, varieties of uh, microgreens, um, like leafy greens. And we do push a lot of basil and we provide that to a lot of like fine uh, dining restaurants in Michigan and Toledo. Also, we supply that for a few grocery stores as well. Oh, so it's gone. Okay. I didn't realize it went beyond the, the own operation yes. of your restaurant yep. to produce yep. out, to sell to others. Okay. Okay. And also some food vendors as well, like Frog Holler. Yep. Okay. Hey, let's go back to your mom for a second. Uh, she, I think you said she still runs a restaurant. What Correct. if you were to pull a couple of lessons from her into the restaurant business? What would you say she taught you or taught you to do or not to do? <laughs> what do, you do? I mean, to do definitely is, uh, you know, just try to use uh, all fresh ingredients. I mean, I, I was lucky enough that, you know, I was raised by a mom that, you know, that really focused on, you know, just clean eating, healthy, eating healthy, and just like doing up from scratch. I mean, that was yeah. the biggest thing. My mom never, I don't even remember a single time my mom would ever just like buy something out of a shelf and just reheat it and then serve it like, you know, one of these like instant foods and things like that. She never right. believed in it. Wow. She thought it was just filled with preservatives and sodium. So she always made from scratch three meals a day even though she worked her butt off i mean she i remember she worked like seven days a week um you know and she probably easily pulled like 80 90 hours a week sometimes yeah. but she still made time to you know give us a full meal from scratch um korean food uh, you know because we're, we're korean so um th that's what i kind of grew up on and i was kind of spoiled in that way so that was one of the biggest thing that i that was my takeaway is that you know, if you can produce something and make something delicious from scratch, that's the way to go. And uh, just working hard. I mean, you know, we're, we're all workaholics and I get that from my mom yeah. for sure. And just being able to just like believe in your concept and uh, putting the work and effort into it is a big part for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. It's amazing. It sounds like she, she, uh, certainly gave you that, that work ethic to, uh, to get it, to get it done somehow, some way you can't, she, 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 she I, it doesn't sound like she, she takes a lot of excuses. I'm, I'm guessing from, uh, no, definitely not. In, <laughs> definitely in, in, in life. No. Uh, something else that I, I'm curious about, uh, I, you guys take tech pretty seriously in, in the yes. restaurant. And, and I think that a lot, a lot of, a lot of brands in, in your space, kind of do because you use a lot of efficiencies how do you think about it what are you guys using that's maybe different or or what are you yeah. learning in, in the tech space well that's all prakash for me so i'm more of the ops and the and the creative mind for you know when it comes to menu items and as, as a yeah. chef pk definitely um he has the tech background and the knowledge for it i mean yeah. it's one of those things that really excites him and really i mean we have to stay on top of that because more and more as we you know get into the future it seems like we're going to be more and more reliant on technology it doesn't matter what industry you're in um, yeah. you need that because in order to to be competitive um, but it is definitely efficient you know if, especially ever since COVID hit um, we've been pushing a lot more curbside yeah. takeout yeah. take 
and that's like I don't think it's really more of a, a option anymore for a lot of like fast casual uh, restaurants in this industry. I think it's more of a necessity and uh, in order for you to stay on top of that and be competitive, you definitely need technology and the top line technology that you can get. So we are very I, we always tell each other to customers too. It's we are a restaurant and we do sell food. But first and foremost, I believe that we are more of a tech business and that's how we like to yeah. kind of present ourselves as well because it's equally as important as flavor um the customer experience and the efficiency yeah. of it and technology plays a big role in that yeah it's it was obviously what you know a lot of bad stuff came out of covid but some of the learnings that came out of it on the tech side is it's been fascinating because you would have never thought about five years ago um pulling up to a restaurant and there's a spot for mobile. There's a spot in the parking lot for mobile orders. And someone might bring it out to you. Like, like now it makes complete sense. Like why didn't this exist before, you know, and it's obviously expanded the, the revenue opportunities for, for operators and uh, whether that increased your day part or the, the mantra kitchen can do like, it's like, wow, why didn't we, why didn't we do some of this stuff before? So bringing that stuff into the future, I, I think is, is definitely, it's not going to go away. Right. That's, that's definitely, no, not, definitely not. I definitely think it's only a, yeah, heavier for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, all that, all, all that stuff is, is, is an important piece. Well then go to some of the, um, uh, you, as you move to franchising, right. Um, operation has to be systematized. It has to be, you know, a formula for lack of a better word. So you can say to a potential franchisee, we do boom, boom, boom. And it produces, it produces X, Y, Z. Talk about that systemization as you've gone from one, one unit to, to more and, and, right. and, and where you guys are now. Well, I mean, I think there's two big components to that. Um, obviously, it's about um, just streamlining everything. So as we grew locations and ever since we started, um, you know, introducing, well, prior to franchising, um, we wanted to make sure that, you know, all these little pain points are taken care of. So yeah. first and foremost is training, right? Um, in order for us to open in different regions and different states that's far away from us, we definitely needed a level of different leadership groups that we can um, you know, promote and be ready to pretty much take off over to a new location prior to a grand opening, mm -hmm. train them efficiently and uh, the right way. And so we were fo uh, very focused on pretty much promoting and, and working and training these individuals who have been with us for a number of years, we, we are fortunate enough that we have a very low turnover rate and Good. we have employees, you know, average tenure is uh, some of them and all of our leadership people are more than five years. Um, I Good. have some uh, leaders uh, that uh, have been working with me for 10 years, 10 plus years. And those are the guys that I heavily rely on and because they know the way that me and Prakash, you know, handle our business and the way we work and our and our work ethic, and it just kind of like it resonates to them and they understand what we're trying to achieve. So, um, having the right leadership, um, having the right training program. So we use this uh, platform called Expand Share, which has all of our videos and trainings. Mm -hmm. Everything could be digitized, and people can do that, learn it remotely, and then we have on-site training as well, and then streamlining menu items and ingredients as well, and finding the right produce uh, vendor. Uh, in any different areas that so you can still get the same product and uh, just yep. having a good relationship with your uh, master vendor is, a, is hugely important as well and just kind of streamlining all the recipes I mean that's a big part on my end is whenever I do create something yep. new and you know all these like you know sauces and spice packs and things like that we needed to streamline that and work closely with our partners to ensure that those things get shipped within the timely manner as well so recipes you know training is huge and just you know just having the same idea of what our ultimate goal is and and finding the franchise partners to be able to kind of like you know 
go for that target and just our goal and achieve it is is uh, you know having a good relationship between is uh, is hugely important as well. Yeah, the the turnover figures that you talked about that's really that is really important to have that consistency through your brand. So that that that's a great highlight to have. Let's go to the franchise part. So talk about you know where you guys are. Are you looking geographically to go like this, or are you just looking to beep? you know, to different parts of the right. state or the country. What are you looking for in franchise partners? Talk about that. Yeah, there's definitely certain areas in the United States that we do really like. Uh, I, I do feel like a lot of people from the West Coast are kind of moving more into the mountain states um, mm -hmm. and then South as well. So we really do like um, South Southern areas, uh, especially mm -hmm. like Texas and then mm -hmm. also mountain states such as um, Colorado. Sure. And then we're also looking into like down south, like from like the Carolinas all the way to Florida. And mm -hmm. then obviously we want to continue to focus on the Midwest because that's our home. So like Ohio, Michigan, maybe even Kentucky, Indiana, areas like that. So right now we do, we did open our first franchise location in Denver um, and last year. And we okay. want to continue to grow that market and uh, and just create little clusters. Maybe in the Denver, you know, we would, we would love to get like five to 10 locations around there, including like Boulder, Colorado, and then sure. uh, early this coming year, probably around between January and February, uh, we are uh, going to be open in Dallas. Um, Dallas, we have an awesome okay. uh, franchise partner there, Roshan, and we're very excited to uh, open up our first uh, location in Wiley, uh, Texas, which is near Dallas, and mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're super stoked about that. And uh, you know, we're we're trying to increase that area and just concentrate on that area for Texas, and then we would love to eventually, um, you know, open up down south of here, and then uh, Michigan. We're actually getting ready to uh, possibly uh, finalize a deal in Michigan area in the Canton area, and then uh, to Canton, Detroit, and then we're going to open up another location in Cleveland as well, which already have one there as a corporate store. So okay. those are the main clusters. All right, um, good. So a lot. A lot, a lot going on there. And yeah, you can, yeah. Yeah, you can see, you can, you can appreciate the power of the cluster effect where people right. in a marketplace see the brand and then they're two, two towns over. Oh, I see the brand again versus, you know, just having one here, one there, one there. So yeah, exactly. build, building out a cluster absolutely um, yep, makes sense. And um, obviously restaurant space, very, very competitive. And there's, there's some comp, there's obviously competition in quick serve not so much in your niche of quick serve. So how do you think about the competitive aspect of it in terms of picking a location to be in? Do you want to be adjacent to some things, not adjacent to other things? It's, it's a lot to think about. Yeah. I mean, as far as location goes, we definitely, you know, I, I think it, it's, it's worth it to spend more on a location for the best location you can find than to, you know, find like a tier one or tier two or tier three market. And then, having to spend more time and effort into branding. So we do always try to go for the top tier markets uh, areas for locations. And then as far as like businesses goes that would surround that uh, ideal location, we do look for, you know, our areas where that's heavy on like stores in general, like such as grocery stores or gyms, um, even schools and in general. And a lot of business, the more you're surrounded by where people kind of like, hit that main area to do their main shopping, it's always a plus for us. Right. So even like, you know, large department stores, like, you know, just like 
anything like from like Walmart to Meyer to any big gyms because we do have a lot of health conscious sure. um, customers as well. So those are the type of businesses that we do look for to be adjacent from. We do love the corner locations. I mean, who doesn't, right? And high visibility and uh, highest traffic, the better uh, because you get a lot of visibility and that's that's a uh, marketing on its own. You know, having not without having to spend our own uh, money into it. So all that and we're heavily heavily uh, on uh, social media. That's what we uh, rely a lot on to to market our our concept and advertise it as well. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I, I good. I wanted to talk about social for a second, and maybe that'll kind of be our last main topic, and we'll start to wrap up. But very different these days. Um, you guys, I'm, I'm guessing it's a younger, fun brand. You can do social in a in a different way than a than a kind of an old school, um, stayed corporate type stuff. What do you guys do that's fun? Do you uh, do TikTok? Do you do Instagram? How often do you do it? Is each location yeah. independent of itself? What, what oh, we do all in. Uh, it's it's all into one cluster. But um, we did. We are focusing more on like stuff like Instagram. We did use a lot yeah. more Facebook in the beginning. Uh, we mm -hmm. still do that if there's any promotions that we can release and whenever there's a new menu item. We used to do a little bit more prior to COVID. We did a lot more like fun like videos, and we even shot like a couple music videos ah. and just, like things like that. And you you want to keep it hip as much as you can and just make it a little bit of you know add a little humor to it. Um, um, and we're trying to kind of revamp that as well, you know, now that things have kind of settled with, you know, all this COVID things and whatnot, um, you know, we're trying to refocus on more creativity. And because at the end of the day, we don't want just balance to be a restaurant and a tech company. We want it to be a more of a lifestyle brand. And that was always our, our, our vision. Uh, for me and Prakash. So we're trying to kind of layer these things in now, uh, now that things have kind of settled. And uh, we want to continue to focus and uh, release fun videos and products and like lifestyle products as well. And right. uh, we want to get into a, a, a full circle of as a business. Okay. Well, let's do this. Uh, think about it for a second. And then no, no, uh, no, 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 no pressure. Parting thoughts, uh, wisdom for other operators getting started. You've gone through the struggle. You've guys, you've seen a lot over, over the 10 year journey at this point. If you were to, if someone were to come to you and say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get something started. I've been doing it for five years. I'm going to do my own thing. What are some think? What are some thoughts you might share with uh, someone else in the biz? Um, I mean, I, I never see myself as someone that to give advice. Um, I, I think we nah. just kind of learned as we went. You know, I, I appreciate the thought, but um, at the end of the day, it's and I don't want to sound cliche either. But at the end of the day, you just gotta work hard. You gotta work your butt off. I mean, when you're op opening up a restaurant, you know, especially a new concept, and you're not buying a, a pre-existing brand, um, you have to put in the hours yourself. You yeah. cannot expect yourself to just hire and outsource all these managers and leaders and then expect your day to be a piece of cake. I mean, you, you got to be so hands on and you got to be very attentive and you got to be selective and, and you got to do your math and you got to do everything that you can in your power with your uh, with the resources that you have yeah. to best prepare yourself for the best and the worst. And, you know, when there comes a day that you're not seeing the numbers that you wanted to, then you, it's time to get back to the drawing board uh, listen to your customers and see what is missing and then you got to work with that and and you know people say customers are always right but at the end of the day a lot of parts that uh, you got to give what customers want and um, that's what we did you know in the first two years that we were just not pulling the numbers is that we wanted to hear from our regulars and see what we can do to increase 
of what he, people really want. And then we kind of streamlined our menu, we finalized it, and then we just kind of created these little subcategories like street tacos because then yep. people wanted, you know, handheld food. So we focused on Asian influenced tacos, buildables, and then snacks and bubble teas. And we were able to kind of create that through the help of our friends and families and just like hearing out from our customers. So you just got to be very attentive never lose focus on customer service. It's all about the experience from yeah. A to Z yeah. and then the quality of your food and take pride in that and um, just use the best ingredients as possible without going over in your cost of goods, of course, and hit that <laughs> yeah. box. So, I yeah. mean, it's a lot yeah. of layers of things, but I, all I can say is that you gotta be the leader. As an owner, you gotta you gotta show the type of work ethic and what you're, envision, what you're envisioning to your employees and they will follow you as long as you treat them good and that's what yeah. we focus on as well is is the is the betterness of our employees as well and growing with them yeah indeed indeed um yeah it's a business of literally hundreds and thousands of details uh and so and it so is, forth to is. do it uh, I, in my closing notes i'm going to send them to balancegrill.com balancegrill.com franchise uh anywhere else you want to send them or mention on your social channels um, yeah, you can follow us on Instagram as well on Balance at uh, Balance Grill, and um, yeah, I mean you, you said it right, uh, BalanceGrill.com and Balance Grill, uh, Grill franchise, and uh, yeah, uh, check it out and see what you guys think. I would Perfect. appreciate it. All right, CJ, awesome uh, there from Balance Grill, and it's with an E, so Balance Grill with an E at the end there. Yep. Com. And then slash franchise will get you to their, their franchise information. So check them out online for more information on us, which is running restaurants. Um, we do marketing and tech service people, all that stuff, uh, runningrestaurants.com. Check us out. If you do us a favor, like the video, put a comment. We'd appreciate it. All that stuff. Look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jamie. Okay.